Welcome to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson and excited to be talking with you today. Um, Thanks so much for liking, sharing, um, letting your friends know about this podcast. Keep it up. (laughs) Absolutely. Keep it up. Uh, Share away, like away, review away. Excited about (laughs) the growth of our podcast. Um, And you can, you know, subscribe on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. So uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Yes. I don't know. Facebook. Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So um, anyways, so we're uh, we're talking today um, about a hot topic. Very mild. Yeah, I guess very hot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> were you joking? Were I, was, you okay. I was teasing. Yes, I was, I was like, teasing. Uh... <laughs> nope, I was joking. Yes. yes. <clears throat> so we're talking about yes. a hot topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, originally we were going to title it, Can Christians Drink Alcohol? Um, and we're switching our title, mm-hmm. um, mid-range here. Um, not can we, but should we? Should Christians drink? Should Christians yes. drink alcohol? Absolutely. Um, and why are we talking about that? Because we could do a whole podcast podcast on can, mm-hmm. and we could talk about the, um, oh, like so much stuff about you know the background of alcohol and. Um, all the alcohol content, <laughs> research it. It's like a it's, the science. Yes, of, we're not interested. In yeah, like that. I'm like, I mean, yeah. we could do that, and it'd be good. It'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. It'd be informative, and mm-hmm. I think we'd come to the same conclusion. Uh-huh. Just to let you know, mm-hmm. uh, but we really want to focus on should we? Yes. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of things that we maybe we we feel that we can do, but we should always come to should we do them. Absolutely. And we think that's where scripture is. We, we kind of talk about this quite a bit, how um, prevention is better than intervention, which is what we're going to really, in many ways, talk about today. And scripture never instructs us how we can get as close to something as we can. It always instructs us how to get far away from things uh, from that sin, are dangerous that are dangerous to our lives. Absolutely. Um, and it's not just for like, the Lord doesn't want to just, oh, I want to confine you. It's, mm-hmm. I want to give you life. Yes. And there's freedom in that. And so anyways, I think we're, we're jumping in there, but we're yeah. talking about a topic that I know is going to rub some people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I think we should be all in for it. Yep. We, we should. And, and just understand the fact we understand that there are many out there who would advocate uh, for Christians drinking alcohol? Uh, not not just to think it's permissible, but but advocate. Hey, yes. Uh, in fact, you know, any people like like ourselves, they would consider us legalistic. And so I think you know, I think we should just talk about some of the things that people would say as to you know, hey, why why it's okay? Um, many will cite Jesus' first miracle, turning the water into wine. He like did all that. The time. That's, all the, like, that's like the first thing that's people like say. That's like the favorite miracle. Like, let's talk about it. Uh, Jesus turned the water into wine. Therefore, we should, you know. Be drunk all the time. <laughs> now, they don't say that, although <laughs> that is that is kind of wh- where we want to go. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was the natural conclusion. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that, that it, you know, I also want to just jump on something yeah. really quick before we start going into Please do. all of that is... <laughs> <laughs> is I think it's just this thing like if somebody has any pro like says you know no we shouldn't do this or this scripture prohibits this it's immediately you're a legalist oh that person's oh, yeah. just 
steeped in legalism. Um, if we if we start thinking this way, then we're going to think that there, that Jesus doesn't really care about how we live. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where you see that in scripture at all. Like not nowhere. There, there's not two extremes. There's not legalism or licentiousness, legalism or freedom. Uh, it, it, there, those are, I think those are two. Um, it's a false dichotomy. It's a false conclusion that people come away with. Um, and, and I agree. Yeah, it just feels um, like that's the... So maybe after this podcast, people will label us legalists, whatever. Um, but, you know... Wouldn't be the uh, first wouldn't, time. Wouldn't be the first uh, time. <laughs> um, you know, I think that people tend to go towards that scripture with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, turning the water to wine, or they go they cite other scriptures um, like, oh, well, I don't know. Here it is, Ecclesiastes 9-7. Go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for God has already approved of what you do. That's if you want to take something out of context and just God's already approved of what you do, then hey, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. That's also a scripture. <laughs> I think. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I've also heard in that context people say, you know, you know, wine is you know from the ground, and so God created the ground. Well, there's a whole lot of other things grown from the ground that we should not partake of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, this is the danger of <clears throat> taking one scripture yep. or one instance and making a whole theology out of it. Yes. This is why we, when we're talking about the theological questions, stances, whatever, we don't yeah. just take one scripture and say, this is what we look at all of yeah. scripture. And so maybe those people who would say it's okay to drink, no worries, you know, just as long as you don't get drunk. Most people are pretty, most Christians would say that drunkenness is a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, my big question in regards to that would be, how do you know if you're drunk? Yeah. Um, we've looked up lots of like definitions of that. And it's like, when you feel that your senses are altered, how do you know if you haven't crossed over the line of your senses being altered? Yeah. So there's no point in which it's like, well, get drunk so you can figure out how to sin <laughs> and then don't ever get back to that place. Um, that's just, that's not how it is. So, uh, many who would, would be proponents yep. of alcohol would say, Hey, as long as it's done in moderation, yep. you don't, and you don't cross the line into drunkenness, you're fine. Um, don't drink too much. And, and again, I'd say, what is too much? There, there, that to me, that begs a whole lot more questions than it does provide answers. Right. Because you're like, yeah, I, I even, you know, listen to a podcast, uh, it will, will, put it in the show notes so you can you can access it the naked marriage podcast it's a christian podcast and they were featuring jimmy evans so jimmy evans is a pastor out of texas pastor out of texas talks about marriage and things like that and and he was really talking on this issue saying hey it's fine for the christian to drink as long as it's moderation and he made this statement now if you're he said if your spouse is over there passed out in the recliner then you have to say something and i'm like well um wow uh Again, if we're getting passed out on the recliner, getting, we definitely are going too far. It, it, so, uh, that, to me, that is a problematic stance. It's a problematic statement that really causes me, and I think many people that have more questions than it does even give biblical guidance. Okay, so we've set this up. I think yeah. there's there. This is, I think we've set it up. I think you get it. I get it. 
if you've mm-hmm. if you've been around, you know, more than a minute, you know that there's there's debate about this. Yes, yes. And so we want to come from the position of should Christians drink alcohol? And we're going to be really clear. Um, our answer would be no. Yeah. So should Christians drink alcohol? No. Now, uh, I think we need. I think we need to prove that point. Yes. Not yes. just from Jeff and Rochelleisms, right. but from Scripture. Um, and from some reasons why, which I think, you know, we're not going to sit here and say, you know, in Utah, the blood alcohol is 0.05, but in Kentucky and Indiana, it's 0.08. And in California, it's 0.08. So therefore, as long as you don't go above that, you're okay. That's not what we're coming from. (laughs) Uh, That just seems crazy that we would say that states determine sin. Um, God's word mm-hmm. determines what is right, right. and wrong. Um, and so if the state tomorrow decided that 0.03, you know, oh no, yes. half the world's sitting now, you know, so here's the deal. Uh, we're going from God's word. Yeah. And, and as you look, the first thing I think of, I, I, I look through and we'll go Old Testament too, but I think of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul is coming to a church, the church at Corinth, who says, hey, we can do anything. And he, he's talking to the church at Corinth, and he's like, you, you say that you can do anything. It's right there, 1 Corinthians 6. He said, but not everything is beneficial. In other words, okay, but you should not do everything. Um, it, you know, uh, and he said this, I will not be mastered by, by anything. It's so important that we as believers understand, okay, some people say, well, you can do it, but, but we... Not everything is beneficial. Uh, Paul in Romans fourteen twenty one says it's better not to eat meat or or drink wine or to do anything else uh, that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So the the words uh, of the apostle Paul. We go over to Proverbs that has many dangers and cautions about, about drinking. Proverbs twenty verse one: Wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Um, you know, lots of them. I mean, you look at the Old Testament, all the priests um, and and the yeah. Levites, no alcohol. I mean, think about taking the Nazarite vow. Those who were going to be set apart for God, no alcohol. Um, you know, you think about some of these instances. We cannot just ignore them. Um, read all of the Old Testament, and you will see how drunkenness and alcohol. Uh, led to the demise of many people, families. I mean, literally strife. Yes. Um, I think about even kings that you, you study in some of the, like the Chronicles and the Kings, you will see some of them who literally like their, their king kingship is taken. Mm-hmm. Things are done because of alcohol and you, the abuse of that. So, I mean, the warnings in the Bible are replete. We just don't like to talk about that a whole lot. Oh no. So, so the bottom line is the scripture calls us to live higher. It calls us to a to another level, and, and, and I think that's that's just huge um, as, as we th- think about it. So we come to this question, you know, we talked about some of the biblical precedent, all this stuff. So why do we, you know, we talk we we do not drink. Uh, we believe Scripture uh, says that Christians should not. We believe that. Um, so I think not a, because we're legalists. Not because we're legalists. <laughs> so I think the question is the next question is why. So why? Why? Yeah. Why do we take that stance? And why do we think others should too? Yeah. Um, we, I feel like we could do like a ton of reasons, mm, but we yeah. really tried to narrow it down. Um, and I, I want to go with first, cause this is, mm-hmm. this is a 
huge reason to me oh, um, to preserve the next generation. I believe that if you read Deuteronomy, you read all of scripture, if you look at yes. the Bible, all 66 books, there's a generational theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't exist simply for ourselves. Yes. We exist to win a generation mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. Yes. And um, I think about the three in my home that I'm trying to win for Jesus. I want them to serve him every day and I want to preserve the next generation. Um, and it, you, all you have to do is have a little bit of, of kind of just exposure to what's happening in the world, that this is an area that can take people under. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who under. said this, but I, I remember it. What you do in moderation, the next generation will do in excess. So when people say, as long as it's in moderation, you know, the, again, scripture is replete. Life in general is replete with examples of individuals who saw their parents do something and they did that thing in excess. It got worse in the next generation. Yeah, because it wasn't dealt with. Absolutely. And so my question that I think about all the time is what do I want for my kids? What do I want in the next generation? And I, I want them to go further, go faster than we do. And I want to, to, to create an environment where there's no... Um, there, there's not going to be any ability on our, as far as we can can, can do to, to compromise yes. in, in the next generation. So the next generation, I think for us, maybe even maybe the most important, I don't know. Um, it's high up there. I mean, I think about just in my, you know, I, I want to tell my kids, I want to live a life that says, follow me as I follow mm-hmm. Christ. Not listen to what I say, but not what I do. Yes. So I'm not going to tell my kids, you can't drink drink alcohol, but I can, but you can't. Or um, I'm not going to have anybody out there in the public think I drink alcohol, but when we go on vacation, we'll drink alcohol. It'll be our little secret. And then I'll come back and and I'll preach to the congregation not to drink, or I, I don't want them to know that I do. If you're hiding something, then you know it's wrong. If you, yeah. Absolutely. If you have to hide it, and unfortunately, I know this to be true, we're mm-hmm. in the pastor circle. Mm-hmm. Um, we belong to a denomination or a, a cooperative fellowship. fellowship, if you would would like to consider it that. <laughs> yeah. Where we commit to not drinking. Yep. We commit to that, and yet I know many people mm-hmm. who do not honor that commitment, and yet that just shows a lack of integrity. And I think about that in their own family. If I yep. told my kids, well, you can't drink until you're 21, um, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you have a propensity to potentially become an alcoholic, or I don't care if this is the gateway drug for you. I have my own rights. That is not a Christian perspective. Yep. If I say I have the right to do this, whether it impacts you um, adversely or not, I don't have love for you. That's so, the absolute antithesis of what it means to walk in Christ-likeness, to to be a Christian. And I just care about my kids too much. Yeah. I care about the fact that I want nothing to hinder their life, mm-hmm. their walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, so 
huge thing for me is to preserve the next generation. Um, two, oh. two. This is um, it goes along with it. It's mm-hmm. not the same, but it's similar to protect those with addiction in their past and those who have addictive personalities. I want to camp here for a minute. We need to because we are we pastor. We're in yes. the local church. We are every day, every week. We're 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 on the ground in the field, so to speak, with real life people. And we were talking. We are about, not pontificators. We are. We, we. This is. Yeah, we're we're practitioners. So yeah, uh, we're 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 in academia in the sense that we both have our higher degrees, but we're also in in the world every day uh, with real people. And what we know, we were talking about this earlier. We encounter people every week. No, I would say on the daily. Okay. Yes. Like, I would agree. Maybe I'm, maybe not. Like okay, at least weekly. But yes. I'm just going to tell you so frequently where addiction is impacting families. If mm-hmm. you don't think addiction is a problem here in America, I'll just use America, for example, uh, where many of our listeners are, are coming from, <laughs> um, then you don't know the epidemic. You are unfamiliar. If if addiction has not hit you, yeah. um, I'm you are blessed. Because uh, in a minute here, we could list off dozens of families that go to our church that are impacted by addiction. So think about that. That's just a subsample of all the people that are being, you know, impacted. Addiction is real Mm -hmm. and it is a real issue. And, um, and, and we cannot pretend like it's not happening. Yeah. So, so why would we as pastors, uh, take advantage of our freedoms at the expense of another person's addiction. So if we were, you know, somewhere and we said, yeah, we believe in drinking, we ordered a drink right in front of somebody who's struggling with this addiction or even has a past of addiction, uh, that's not a, a loving thing to do at the least. In fact, what you could be doing is luring that person back into that addictive lifestyle. Um, and, and we don't know an individual who has addictive person, uh, an addictive um personality or maybe bent or whatever we don't know uh and so so okay well i want to i want to jump on what you're saying Mm -hmm. here and i agree with you but (laughs) that's okay no i do i agree with you yeah Uh, you know as you said if we were pastors and we ordered a drink and somebody watched i think it's irregardless if you represent christ oh that's good I'm, Sorry. Glad, I'm glad I'm you brought that say, up. Doesn't matter. I'm yep. going to say if you go to a church, yep. and if you're a Christ follower, you do. Um, if you don't, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. There's a problem yes. in your relationship with Christ. Yeah. Uh, so if you are a Christ follower and you go to church and you serve in ministry, yes. which if you're a Christian, you do, because that's what you do. You serve mm-hmm. in ministry mm-hmm. in some way, fashion. You are a leader. And other people see you mm-hmm. engaging in this behavior and drinking alcohol, you are representing Christ. Whether you want to or not, you are. You just are. And so the, the reality is that mm-hmm. other people who have struggled with addiction, who are currently um, struggling, um, they're watching what you do. Yeah. They are watching. And I'm just, yeah, I know, but I know, I know the objections here. This is yeah. what the objections are. You literally going to equate this heroin addiction and meth addiction with alcohol? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the deal nobody goes from doing nothing to all of a sudden being a meth addict 
in one day. There is always gateway things that lead you there. And alcohol is typically the number one gateway drug. Okay, it's a legal drug that alters your mind. Yeah. I don't really care if things are legal or illegal. The issue is not what the United States says you can and cannot do. It's what God's word gives us instruction on. And so so people have asked us about marijuana. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do now that marijuana is um, legal in many states? We're going to do the same thing we've always been doing in our lives with this. <laughs> We're going to do the same thing. The government doesn't tell me, and and I'm probably getting flagged for this, but mm. the government doesn't tell me what is sin and what's not sin. Right. God's word does. And um, that doesn't mean I have the right to just disobey all the laws. Oh, absolutely no. Not. But if it causes me to disobey God's word, then yeah, I have Paul the right says to do that. In Galatians, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Against such things, there is no law. What he's saying is here when we live according to the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, we're living on a higher plane yeah. than the law of the land. So we're not going to have to worry about, oh, am I breaking the law? No, we're walking in step with the Spirit, realizing that we're living on that higher plane. And we're not even having to, because guess what? It's going to be marijuana today. It's going to be something else tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just not basing it on what is legal and illegal. Because things are becoming legal now every day that we thought. I just, I I put no stock in that. Absolutely. Um, And I think this is what Paul was saying. Oh, you say you have the right to do anything? Which I still feel is said with a skeptical. He was quoting that. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, Paul's like, oh, you say you do? Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you. You really don't. When you enter a relationship with Christ, what? You lay down your life. You lay down your rights. You know, you lay it down. We exist to serve other people. We absolutely exist to serve other people. And so we put put others in front of ourselves. And so um, I'm just... Open your eyes to the addiction yeah. that's all mm-hmm. around. We do not have the right to do that. Um, number three yep. reason that we believe Christians should not drink alcohol is to defend the testimony and the witness of the church. Mm. Um, I think, you know, we kind of hit a, on that a little yeah. bit with the last one. Uh, but the reality is uh, this is important. When we live, we are representing Christ to an unsaved world. In, in everything we do lets people know who we're following everything we do um so if i'm if i'm sitting there and you know what some would say enjoying some of my freedoms or a beverage or whatever is that going to point people to christ and i will just say as far as it pertains to alcohol absolutely not i don't think this someone's going to look over and say wow they really are following christ it's not going to push people toward purity and holiness and christ and so it really what it does is it 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 presents a, a bad message um, about the church, and it, it it does it harms our witness. Yeah, and the reality is, is we are a witness. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope our lives are wit. I hope our lives are showing Christ. Yeah, and this is one way um, that we can do that. Yeah, and the, the last one is to guard ourselves, to guard our own lives from mm-hmm. compromise. Um, I think you know. We need to be aware that there, everything that if we say yes to this, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And we open the door. Um, many times we're opening the door to a whole lot of other things that we don't even realize that we are opening the door to. And when you talk about environments that include alcohol, many of those environments, there's compromise in those environments. 
And so we don't want to place ourselves or even create the environment where compromise can be allowed in, where uncertainty can be allowed in. We do not want to to do that. And so, uh, you you know, to some, this is a crazy standard. It's a, uh, again, some would say legalistic standard, but um, I, I would actually turn that around and say for people who are fighting for this liberty for this, my question would be, what, why are you fighting so hard? Uh, why why is, is this such a thing to fight for your right to do? Exactly. And for everybody else to accept that it's not a sin or right. that you're more godly, you know, when you drink or, or things like that. Um, you know, I, I think we, we need to remember that alcohol mm-hmm. literally is, an, is, is a drug. I think we've forgotten that it's become so commonplace. It's become so normal in our, every bit of alcohol is a, is a drug that is intended Mm -hmm. to change your outlook, to change, even if you say, well, I just do it to relax. That is scary because you're doing something to feel better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we're doing something. And so, uh, you know, a, a mentor in my life, a, uh, a friend of ours, Jamie Morgan, she wrote an article. You could, I guess it'll be in the show notes, I yeah, think. Yeah, be in the show notes. Um, or you can Google it or whatnot. Uh, but 50 reasons why I don't drink. Great article. And it, it's just literally 50 reasons. And yep. she says, I could probably do hundreds of more. Yep. Um, but some of the, the top, you know, things that stick out to me, I mean, there's a lot. But yep. she says, the, the word tells us to be sober-minded. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be anything but sober then. You know, the, the yeah. word tells us to be alert. Yes. Alcohol is a depressant. I don't want to mm-hmm. put anything in my in my body that's going to depress. I mean, yes. literally think about even that word. Um, yeah. You know, just so many reasons. And so, um, but I, I really believe that what tops the list is that I just want to see other people live in freedom. <laughs> I mm-hmm. want to see them live in freedom and I don't want my actions to be something that holds them in bondage. And this just goes back to the absolute theme of this podcast is we want to be deep rooted. Uh, Christ calls us to be connected to the vine, not to see how far we can go or what we can do and it still be okay. And we want to be connected to Christ in such a way. Nothing hinders our relationship, our communion, our fellowship with him. Yes. And really, this is, I mean, over and over, history tells us this this hinders that. This absolutely does. Proverbs, we've, we've talked about it, but it hinders it. And we just want to be deep-rooted, and we want to live in freedom with that, with nothing to compromise that. Absolutely. And so um, take a moment. Again, I know we said this at the beginning. Take a moment to share this. Take a moment um, um, to subscribe, to review. Uh, this is a huge issue in our world, in our culture, in the church. And I think our, the church needs to be leading the way in this. Absolutely. Uh, Leading the way. And so um, take a moment to do that. So glad you could join us uh, on this episode. Uh, Hey, we will see you next time right here on the Deep Rooted Podcast. 